Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And uh, today's episode is part two of our coverage of the 1999 Mansfield Park. Yeah, we haven't done a two, well, I guess... Not like a, I don't, I don't think we've done. Man, we haven't done a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think like, what's the last awesome two-parter we did? I can't even think off the top of my head. No, because we Especially didn't for a movie. new persuasion. All right. So it's been a while, but this, this one felt like it had enough stuff, especially since we don't get a lot of Mansfield Park adaptations. We got to yeah. really dive into them when we get them. Yeah. And it's almost like two different movies. <laughs> I mean, it's not two different <laughs> yeah. movies, but they definitely have two distinct like tones to them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, since we shouldn't have any notes this time, let's just dive in and maybe we'll have time to do like a sorting at the end. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So getting into the recap. Okay. So last thing that happened was Henry was flirting with her. She was trying to mm-hmm. show him. <laughs> not harsh enough. <laughs> and so she's sitting in a room when she gets a knock on the door and it's sir thomas i was like Mm. i wonder if he's been in this room since he was a a boy studying here right (laughs) (laughs) he basically comes in and tells her that henry has proposed and he has given permission although no one has mentioned this to fanny yet so no, uh, <laughs> no one's the car before the horse it <laughs> was <laughs> like yeah let's uh let's not talk to fanny about it for some reason <laughs> yeah and he basically lectures her for a while on how she should behave and mm-hmm. that she of course should want him he's very condescending uh the camera is like circling them the whole mm-hmm. time and she's like i know he doesn't can't and won't ever truly love me <laughs> right she, she's like you haven't really seen what i've seen <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like well do you trust me i trust him and you i will marry him and she says yeah. i will not sir this is her meek it's like she gets even yes (laughs) yeah she's like i'm gonna stand up to you but i'm not gonna be harsh about it and i'm gonna grow smaller (laughs) i was actually noticing that this this watch that i'm pretty sure besides edmund fanny almost never makes eye contact with anyone especially if they're being mean to her until the end like she Mm -hmm. finally starts looking at people in their eyes so i think that's just like a choice yeah as the actor which i think works really well yeah because i mean either ever since she got to mansfield park it's been like you know you're not equal you're below like you have to act this way and she's kind of been reinforced throughout her entire life that she's not allowed to do that yeah and so then we basically get a montage of recriminations and constant (laughs) haranguing (laughs) (laughs) i think in the book this is all one big speech but they do work on her throughout, like, mm-hmm. you know, all these people come at her from different angles. Like, this person will give you a pug. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like that person because I would like a pug. <laughs> That's like the best, the, the most tempting of all of the mm-hmm. Although I'm sure Fanny's like, I'm surrounded by your pugs. I take care of your pugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I She's like, I, right. She's probably like, I don't need another pug. <laughs> Edmund is no help whatsoever. She's constantly like Mm-mm. looking to him like, will you help? And he's like, I mean, I think he's What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the point of the 
of the movie where I was kind of over Edmund and I was really annoyed with him because I get the whole being aloof and not really wanting to say you're in love with someone that you're in love with, especially because of the circumstances, but to just kind of like hang your friend out to dry like that, like your sister, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's just, well, I it's, mean, Edmund yeah. has a lot of his own problems. Yeah. He's he also doesn't want to stand up to his dad. Um, and right. he's obsessed with Mary. Obsessed with her. I mean, I can't blame him. I mean, she's the best, but like she <laughs> clearly <laughs> doesn't care that much for Edmund. I mean, she likes him. Right. She thinks, yeah, he'd be good in a pinch, but like he's not her number one objective. No. She wants money. Yeah. And Mrs. Norris tries to get her to sense it and Sir Thomas actually shuts her down because in the previous scene where he was haranguing her, there was like this whole little bit about how she didn't have a fire, mm-hmm. which is a much bigger part of the book, but like Mrs. Norris basically kept her from having a fire yeah. for the last 10 years. <laughs> and I guess Sir Thomas had no idea. No, that, yeah, that was kind of like, I don't know. I was like, this is an opportunity for him to sort of have some sort of redemption. You know, although you could argue, in my opinion, I was like, there's no redeeming for Sir Thomas. Like, he's kind of a shitty person. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at least be nice to Fanny for once. <laughs> he does. Well, I don't know if this movie is the best example of it, but he mm-hmm. kind of gets redeemed and not redeemed, but like has some sort of like uh, realizes. Yeah. Like, our, yeah, he kind of tries to do something to kind of backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So the only thing Edmund can really say is like, I mean, the fact that he chose you proves that he's good. And in a way, I kind of understand that argument because like, yeah. Henry's never proposed to anybody before, I assume. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be very public knowledge in a yeah. way. And, you know, everyone is trying to get her to say yes. So if she said yes, then he would have been married to Fanny Price. So, like, right. he really did. She did work on him. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> right. <laughs> she got under his skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, how much is that just, like, in the moment he's convinced right. himself of that? But right. Because <laughs> Henry is very much like a fly by the seat of his pants kind of person. Yeah. Oh, did I say that? Oh, she's watching Mary and Edmund together. And mm-hmm. I think those, that's like her biggest problem. Yeah. So they decide to punish her, quote unquote, mm. by sending her back home. <laughs> and <laughs> you will go back to your shitty family. <laughs> yeah. But I really love her response to it because, you know, Fanny always tells the truth, but she's like, Actually, I think it'd be great where I can actually feel equal to the people around me and people right. actually like me and pay attention to me and love right. me for me. She's not, especially because she's not a child anymore. She's like, I'm not going to feel like an obligation to them there. Yeah. I, it's going to be like a an actual, like, like you said, like she's going to feel equal. It's like going to be like an actual home for her. Exactly. Okay. So they all hug goodbye. I said this Portsmouth part or of the novel mm-hmm. was about five minutes in the last version we watched. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I barely remember any of those. And it's half the movie. Because they don't, she never even goes to Portsmouth in that other movie. Mm. She just, they all left and were like, we're going to leave you home alone for a week <laughs> as a punishment. But like, this is like really <laughs> what happens in the book is she's sent home to Portsmouth. Right. And they're like, maybe some poverty will help you understand what it's like. <laughs> Put you into perspective. Yeah. Whatever. 
But she's leaving to go. She hugs goodbye. It's kind of the reverse of the opening carriage ride. They even get to the spot where the slave ship was. It's not there. But like, Mm -hmm. and actually, I don't know if the time period works out. But in theory, Fanny could have, when she was younger, gone there. And their slavery could have been legal. And then by the time she got back, could have not been legal in London, at least. Yeah, in the in the in the motherland or whatever they call it, right, and like right, right. England itself. Well, I don't even know if it was all of England or just London, but at that point, yeah, I know at some point they're like, we're we're so good now at England yeah. because we don't have slavery here, but they still had it in the colonies. Yeah, but it's just interesting, like the reverse of it. You still hear the song. Mm-hmm. Actually, that song that she heard the original mm-hmm. carriage ride. I can't remember the name of the artist, but the director Patricia. Rosbud <laughs> <laughs> commissioned it from, I think it was like Singali? Singalese? Uh-huh. I, get, like, I could have like Senegal? nationality wrong. Yeah. Interesting. And it was a song about slavery. Mm. Anyway, it was made for the movie. And the rest of it is in the closing credits. Oh, yes. Okay. It's called John. J- oh, oh no! <laughs> There's <laughs> this is a hard one. D G. Nope, nope, not even the right letter. D J O N G N A. So it's like the uh, probably Senegalese. I'm assuming Senegal is probably the home country of this person. Maybe it's like a Senegalese. I know Senegal I was like so. a big. I could be wrong, but I think so. I think Senegal because it's a coastal African country. I think it was largely a part of the slave trade. Mm. Um, but I think it's their word for slavery. Um, and it was written and performed by uh, Salif uh, Keita. Yeah. I love the soundtrack, by the way, of this mm-hmm. adaptation. I think it's used so well. And I would love the piano score. Yes, At least the piano part. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have, I downloaded the movie soundtrack. Although I think I already had it, but I downloaded <laughs> it again. <laughs> okay, so she's back home. She sees her mother for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. She like was like, Oh my god, Fanny, you're like fancy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my god, wait, your hair is nice. <laughs> and the little girl with the blonde hair who mm-hmm. mom's carrying around is the director's daughter. Oh wow. I was yeah. like <laughs> the, the most one of the most shocking things to me about her going home. I was like, why are y'all still having kids? <laughs> Please stop having children. <laughs> I don't think there was always a choice in the matter, especially if the husband Right, was willing it... to participate in that. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, you know, a lot of very intricate, complex reasons as to why. Right. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just so like, oh, we still had kids. <laughs> There's still little yeah. babies. And it's like this poor mother. I know. God. <sighs> I mean, she already had to give away a child 10 years ago. And now she still has young babies. You say she's still having babies. <laughs> but the house is still pretty gross. Mm. There's maggots mm. on the table. Ugh. But Susan and Fanny are reunited, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. And I believe that they're the um, mother and father are actually husband and wife in real life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we get a little more touch of that unwholesome sexuality when he has her turn oh. around in front of him. Yeah, that was odd. And he was like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And it's like... Okay. <laughs> and everyone's like, ear, ear, eek. Yeah. <laughs> go back to the bedroom and be depressed and go to sleep. Yeah. It makes me feel kind of weird for the, the girls who live at home still. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, well, Susan was like. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, you can oh. tell she felt uncomfortable. I, yeah. I just made a face, which is not translate to podcasting. Yeah, it's that <laughs> emoji. my vocabulary is just <laughs> It's like the emoji that has like the teeth all out, but it's yeah. like neutral eyes and like face, Ooh. but the teeth are like, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so we see Fanny crying in the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Fanny. which is under so understandable oh, i mean God, <laughs> emotional turmoil this poor girl goes through but she has a letter from mary of all people <laughs> <laughs> of course just of course <laughs> and it's so inane she's like i saw mariah and we seemed very happy to see each other and i think maybe we <laughs> actually were i don't know <laughs> <laughs> she's just so like Mary's a little bit like she's kind of weird a little bit but like <laughs> not in a bad way like she's just like she's like, too modern for her own good <laughs> yeah and then it's also like why is this being noted on <laughs> it's such a weird thing to comment on but okay whatever yeah but we kind of get to see a little scene of the meeting and we see Mariah find out that Henry is has proposed to Fanny mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like I don't believe you <laughs> She's like, I can't possibly be right. <laughs> it almost feels like Henry is doing it just to get under Mariah's skin. Oh, for sure. I <laughs> like think the only reason he fell in love with Fanny was because he knew it would piss off Mariah the most. Oh, of course. It, he <laughs> he is like so much like a like a spider, and he is like trying to. His, his ultimate prey is Mariah, so that's all he cares about. Yeah. And so he's like, how am I gonna get her back in my web? <laughs> Okay. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> after the book is over, what is their relationship like? Even though I know he abandons her, I just know he shows up at her cottage. Oh, for <laughs> like sure. Twice a year. <laughs> oh, for sure. And he's like, I'm coming back for real this time. And then yeah, exactly. He's very much like an Edmund from Sanditon. All he cares about. Which one is Edmund? He's the blonde brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, like, uh, stepbrother. Or Edward? Is it Edward? Is it Edward? Is that... I think it oh, I think it's Edward. Sorry. Edward, Edmund, they all are so close. <laughs> but like he has his uh, sights set on someone and he, everything he's doing is to manipulate them. And it's just, yeah. ugh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so much more charming. Uh... Oh yeah. And much more handsome. No offense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and okay. So Fanny conv- confides in Susie and okay uh, and then we get this is definitely not in the book but it 100 seems like something that henry crawford would do but we get like (laughs) the releasing of the white pigeons firework oh my god yes like first thing in the morning so performative and also like (laughs) it just seems so weird that they're like are you fanny price and she's like uh yeah Yeah. and then it's just like here's an entire fireworks show and eight white pigeons <laughs> yeah but it's so like the way it's filmed and everything it's like kind of magical you know? oh yeah and i mean just imagine how that would feel to like have someone do that for when you you're like you've gone from being like basically ignored by this family to mm-hmm. being yelled at out of the house then you yeah. come back to your original family who you thought well i'm gonna be equal and they're gonna love me but like you're still somehow not Blending in. a part of the family you know like yeah you are but like you're still on the outside and then like someone just comes with like this thing just for you it's just like yeah it makes (sighs) her the center of attention he is totally 
uh, love bombing her where he is just yes. like, I'm totally going to come on to you really strong. And because you've been ignored, you're going to really exactly. respond to this. It's so devious, but yeah. like, yeah. I mean, that's why he asked Sir Thomas for her hand before he asked her. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I know exactly how I'm going to. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing was very dangerous though. <laughs> I know. I that I kept thinking the whole time. I was like, "What if one of these houses catches on fire?" <laughs> I was like, "Everyone is doomed." <laughs> yep. Okay, so the Price family, though, like any other proper English family, goes to church on Sunday, of course. and Henry meets up with them there. Uh, all of her family seems quite impressed with him. Of he course. is very persuasive and persistent because, <laughs> as we just discussed, yes. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I definitely would have caved. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I mean, the Crawfords are master manipulators. They are so good at what they do. It's like, I can't blame almost uh, Edmund and uh, Fanny for falling for it. Kind of. Yeah. Like well, Fanny does a much better job than I would have. I would have just yeah. been miserable <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life with this good I know. Else. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so Edmund sends her letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I skipped like Henry is just, you know, starting to ingratiate himself. with everybody. Yeah. He's like around the family more. He's like going to the house a lot and being really rude still, but like, <laughs> but like snobby, rich, rude. So it's like the poor yeah. people are like, it's okay. Cause he's rich. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, Edmund writes and he's talking about how he's just like so close to proposing to Mary, which is. Dude, why are you telling her this? <laughs> and I know Edmund is so freaking clueless. <sighs> <laughs> Thank goodness it's Johnny Lee Miller because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Henry just knows how to get what he wants. Mm. And I do think, though, that in the moment that Henry really does fall for Fanny, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure he's convinced himself. Oh, yeah. That he is in love with her and he's going to be so happy and she's going to fall in love with him and it's going to be the best thing that ever happened, even though we know that that's not going to last for more than like two seconds. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but I do think, especially in this version, that he really does fall in love with her, you know, in his oh, own way. Oh, of course. Of course. I think it's like one of those things where because he is like, I have to do this so I can get Mariah, he has completely manipulated himself into falling in love with Fanny. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to get Mariah. He's just trying to get at her, you know, like get yeah. at her skin. He's like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to fall in love with Fanny. And then he manipulates himself into falling in love with her. Exactly. Exactly. He's like a method actor in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's the Jared Leto of <laughs> the <Austin World>. Of life. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, we see Henry having to suck it up and eat with the prices. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> is might be what we were talking about earlier, but I think they eat like a big old mutton or something like that. It looks, yeah, <laughs> it's like a just a giant piece of meat with like it looks like brown grape. I mean, it, it actually didn't look gross to me. It looked right. <laughs> like it would be good, and but who knows if he's like it's not you know, refined. It's not refined, and then it's also like who knows if he's seen the uh, previous state of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Did they remove all the bugs? Right. <laughs> so he's just very nonplussed about it. Okay. So then this is such a great little scene. I don't know if this is in the book. I, I don't think it is. But um, 
Mama comes in to give Fanny some late night advice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, marrying for love is not all it's cracked up to be. Say, <laughs> 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 so if anyone has anything to say about <laughs> My sisters are living the high life right now, mm-hmm. drugging themselves into stupidity every day or, you know, sucking off the teat of their rich relations. I... Mm-hmm. Have 35 um, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Living in squalor. <laughs> right. Uh, I I really did like this scene a lot. And I kind of was like, I would have loved a, like, a little like branch off in the Austin universe where we explore like a reconnecting of Fanny and her mother. And they like her and Susie and her mom just kind of sort of run away together. <laughs> and <laughs> are like, we're going to be happy doing our uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, all the rest of the kids would probably... Have to become feral or yeah, living in the house. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really great scene. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I was gonna say this has nothing to do with anything, but their walls at the Price House are red. But at the time, oh. it wasn't uncommon to paint your walls with pig's blood or something like that. Oh my god, <laughs> which adds to like the disgustingness. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Well, it's like they didn't have access to normal paint. They were like, mm, use whatever you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some more walking. They've been walking and walking. This is like their <sighs> how like they what? date is just walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Austin version of going out for coffee. You're just always walking. <laughs> yeah. And you always have to have someone following you as a chaperone. So I think Susan and the little sister are following them at this point. Mm-hmm. Fanny admits that she's afraid of poverty, probably because of the late night chat she just had with her mom the night before. Well, I mean, sending her back home definitely worked (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i was like not the most romantic way to start no (laughs) i'm afraid of being poor so so i guess you'll do (laughs) so basically she says yes it's very sweet and sad and it doesn't happen in the book but this is something that she took from jane austen's real life because i'm sure we've talked about it at one point but the one proposal we know that uh, Jane Austen got was from like Harris Bigweather or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she said yes. And then the next morning said, no, I can't. I, was <laughs> fire, I can't marry him. <laughs> so I guess mm. there was some other relations, but that's right. like the one time we the know big she got one. proposed to. Yeah. And so she put that in there. It's It's not in the book, but I mean... I always think it like is it. in the book. <laughs> I mean, if he, it fits. Yeah, it, it fits really well. Does. And uh, just the way that it went down after she like <laughs> very obviously begrudgingly said yes. <laughs> yeah. After they like start like, you know, he picks her up and they're like spinning and they're very, ha- they seem very happy. And it like could totally convinced me. I was like, well, I guess I'm happy for them. <laughs> Which I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, wait, no, I'm not supposed to be happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> he manipulated me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's so good. Yeah, I was like, I don't think this happens, but I'm never sure until I'm actually reading the book. But then I was like, <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't happen. Because Fanny in the book has got more, like, strength. You know? Right, she's got more resilience. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Henry in the book is quite as attentive. Right. But he's still attentive, but not, like, as attentive. He's not, like, trying to go eat at her parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> So my selective bad memory aside. But yeah, she wakes up in the middle of the night regretting it. Mm-hmm. And so Henry comes. She 
tells him, you know, I spoke too hastily. And she actually really feels, you can tell she really feels bad oh, about yeah. it. She wants him to forgive her, but he just gets pissed and walks away because. Of course. Oh, baby. <laughs> right. Well, you know, a Regency era rich man being told no is not always taken well. So. Yeah. And also like. I mean, talk about love bombing. He sneaks into her house and is like, I'm going to ambush you by spinning you around the room with flowers. <laughs> and when she very clearly was not very into you. Yeah. Yeah, she barely said yes. She was just exactly. like, say yes to something else. And it was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, okay. But then Edmund comes. Of course. What a surprise. <laughs> Tom is ill and they need her back immediately. And I'm sure she's happy to get out of yet another awkward situation, but also conflicted. But yeah. poor Susan is the saddest and I feel worse for her. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, don't leave me again. <laughs> I know. But I really like the way Fanny's like, I have a feeling we're definitely going to see each other again soon. And she gives her her motto of... Run mad as often as you choose, but do mm-hmm. not faint. <laughs> <laughs> and so the carriage ride back. He asks her if her heart has changed towards Henry. And she's like, yes, several times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they finally managed to hold hands. <laughs> it takes God. so much effort and they can't look at each other while they're doing it. But then, Of course uh, not. <laughs> Which is so like in any other Jane Austen movie would have been like, oh. They're doing it. But like, (laughs) because this movie is so like a little bit more explicit with the like sex and everything. It's just like, okay, (laughs) cool. Well, it did feel like a big thing, but like also. Yeah. Yeah. We know that Mary is still in the picture at this point. Like exactly. So Evan's just doing this thing where it's like the very indecisive, like make a fucking commitment to something. Yeah. It's just like another way to torture Fanny, like, yeah, she, you know, he will never admit to her or himself. It's like the opposite of Henry. Right. <laughs> he loves her, but he does love her. And so, like, anyway. Yeah. <sighs> so Fanny comes back. Sir Thomas is tired. Tom is poorly. And uh, Fanny starts looking people in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> she stands up to Mrs. Norris. And suddenly becomes more attractive to both the Crawfords who are standing there. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wait a minute. (laughs) And they both look at her like, hmm, something has changed for you, Fanny. I like it. (laughs) Henry's like, maybe I'm not mad anymore. (laughs) It's like, you idiot. Well, this is where he turns into such a pouty baby. Of course he does. So, but then Fanny, of course, proves her worth by being the best nurse. Of course. Very Anne Elliot of her. Yeah, I feel like Tom must have like a definitely like alcohol withdrawal, but I don't know yeah. what else is going on with him. But it's... oh, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> the director was saying that towards the end of filming, she got meningitis and Ooh. she couldn't stand to see the light, and so there is that one scene. <gasps> oh that they yeah. Curtains. So I don't know if that was intentional, but maybe it's something like that. Oh yeah, I mean. He de- it's definitely alcohol withdrawal. I would not be shocked if it's uh, drug withdrawal of some sort. Yeah. Because, like, the combination of, like, throwing up and the fever and, like, the hallucination aspect of it, it seemed like, because he was talking to himself in yeah. sleep. Or, it just seemed like there was, like, a myriad of things going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Henry and Mariah are together again. Mm, because this also did not happen. They didn't all come back to Mansfield Park at the same time in the book. Of course not. Like, it's all all over the place, but it works fine for the movie to have them all oh, come yeah. back to the same place. Of course. Mansfield Park, the name of the book after all. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to see a little behind what's deep down in Henry's feelings because he's like, oh, she's a good little girl. And he's she's like, and are you a, now a good little boy? And it's like, hmm. No. <laughs> and he's all, she rejected me. <laughs> you would mean to me. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> then, okay, so mm. I don't know if this, this maybe this happens in the middle of the night too. There's a lot of like middle of the night scenes, so I guess it's several days worth. But Fanny, while taking care of Tom, sees mm-hmm. his sketchbook. Oh, yeah, this was jarring. <laughs> <laughs> the director was, was saying this was like the scene that she most wanted to include and she didn't really even want to do the adaptation if she couldn't because i guess just the whole like she really wanted like the whole idea of slavery permeating well yeah this family to really <laughs> so like it like really like cement because when you talk about something like slavery there's not like there are so many like little things that are also going on that you don't really like they don't come to mind first like the violence of it and right. you're just like oh it's just people who don't have a choice but then you're like oh when you go deeper into it it's yeah like i mean a myriad of crimes against humanity yeah. <laughs> all at once because the sketchbook is just full of like terrible pictures of the reality of slavery yep. and sir thomas himself makes an appearance mm-hmm. and right as she's looking at it he comes in he denies it and you know was obviously embarrassed by it he burns the pages and i guess this is really like his come to jesus moment where he's yeah. understanding everything that tom has been trying to say to him for this right. whole time well it's like why are you you need to realize why are you embarrassed by this why are you like disgusted with yourself and right <sighs> because especially in the book like so like they're trying to be like the pillars of morality but like yeah. what's underpinning it is so unmoral right that yeah okay so that night tom is sick in the night fanny hears it and goes to check on him and <laughs> ends up walking which this is so like you guys were really wanting to get caught <laughs> because of course you're literally <laughs> having sex the next room from tom with the door open it's not even yeah. shut <laughs> the door open the lights on and well um and let's uh, let's not forget the first time they got caught kissing was when everyone was backstage <laughs> yeah, rehearsing <everyone>. a play <laughs> not very good at hiding yeah so fanny walks in on them mariah is like trying to justify it well she walks in on them is appalled mariah's like yeah. <gasps> And then she walks back into Tom's room and is like, uh, 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 I'll just congratulate him. <laughs> right. And it's like, what's the matter? And he walks out and Henry is sitting there buck naked with the door wide open. I'm like, well, I think he has pants on, but. Um, <laughs> still, might as well be naked. <laughs> and Edmund's like, who's in that room with you? And he just walks in and sees his sister naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, He's like, uh, oh, disgusting. I know. Mariah's like trying to justify herself. 
And Edmund's like, I don't even want to hear it. He goes out yep. to comfort Fanny and they have the most awkward kiss ever. <laughs> God. I'm like, this is the wrong time, Edmund, of all the times. <laughs> I know. I was like, she's just been, in a way, traumatized. <laughs> By wrong relations, you know? like Exactly. Wrong time. <laughs> so, By a man that movie. she was almost going to marry. <laughs> yeah. So he seems to realize what he's doing at the last minute, but it's very awkward. Oh, yeah. That was like, I did not expect the scene to unravel in the way it did. I thought it was going to be like, oh, she like peeks in and she's going to be like, oh, my goodness. And then we'll <laughs> go like intimations of what happened. But right. you saw it all. I think they kind of the way the story plays out and that they just leave after that. I feel mm-hmm. like kind of they had to get caught red handed and fear oh, yeah. the repercussions even though honestly i feel like edmund might have just never said anything about it but it does feel like he does seem like a character who is like you know like it's not my business to say but he'll make like yeah. little comments here and there <laughs> well right i don't think he'd want to disgrace the family he'd probably maybe tell his dad or something but like yeah and i don't know how he would behave in the book because it's not like he walks it on them in the book, you know? It's right. very much a different circumstance, but it's still the same basic thing happens. Right. But the next day, Rushworth arrives bright and early. <laughs> <laughs> this was psychotic to me because <laughs> just barging into a house, screaming at the top of your lungs when it's like literally probably like 6.30 in the morning or something. I would have been like, shut With up. a man dying in the next day. Right. <laughs> I was like, you are an idiot. <laughs> With a paper person, or a, not a paper person. <laughs> uh, like a reporter or something. A paper person. <laughs> <laughs> a reporter, yeah. Yeah, so he rushes in, sees there's no one there, sees the bed unmade. And honestly, it's probably the first time he's ever been able to put two and two together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, once he saw those two, like, half-drink wine glasses, he was like, two? Why would she need two? Yeah, oh. I guess he did know all along. <laughs> Yeah. Deep well, down. Yep. Denial's a like hard thing to do yeah. <laughs> to, to cope with. So it's too bad he brought a reporter, although probably the best thing for his sake, because I feel like if he had brought hadn't brought the reporter, I mean like in this version, if he hadn't brought the reporter, then there's like a good chance that he might have just been able to convince himself that it wasn't real. And then he would have right. still been married to Mariah, who was like, Or at least like Yeah, or at least sweep it under the rug and be like I, yeah this happened but we just won't talk about it like no yeah. like out of your <laughs> out of your control now <laughs> yeah so it's embarrassing but you know at least he has no blame in it <laughs> yeah let's say he got it got him out of the situation yeah so that leads to a family conference <laughs> <laughs> and actually a lot of a lot of this stuff happens like through letter and oh. like in the book like, we're learning a lot of this stuff through, like, Edmund writes Fanny a letter about what happens, and then somebody mm. else writes her a letter. Some, you know, it's all I like the reading about it second time. Yeah, it works really well. I mean, I think they do a... I don't know. It's... We'll see when we read it, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> well, there are family conferences and several of the adaptations, so... But it's not like Mary is there and doing her whole right. spiel. <laughs> but honestly, from a, like, a a movie watching standpoint it's much better that we oh, get yeah. to see it all happen so anyway they have the report from the paper and fanny has to read it because she has a strong clear voice 
Sir Thomas has finally <laughs> seen her merits. <laughs> and, and I was like, I knew she wouldn't, but if I was like, if I was fatty, I would have been like, fine, I'll read it and snatch it right out of his hand. And be like, huh. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so Fanny reads about the matrimonial fracas. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> then Mary... Mary, Mary, Mary. This is where her trying to talk everyone around her little mm-hmm. finger blows up in her face. And it's so, she's just so stupid Dumb. in this moment. <laughs> yes. It's like she can't help herself but be like, I gotta comment on it. <laughs> I mean, she just really proves that she has no thought in her head for anyone but herself. No. It's just like, you know, your your charm is not always gonna be in, in, um, in effect. Yeah, <laughs> especially when she goes up to Mr. Tom, or Mr. Tom, I keep doing that, Sir Thomas, and is like, pats him on the shoulder, is like, you should just pretend like you don't even know what's going on. And he's like, excuse what? me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, shut up. Yeah, she's so condescending. She's so clueless. And she's basically talking about like, well, when Tom dies, we'll get all the money. And I'll marry right. Edmund. I'm like, first of all, you're not engaged. Second of right. all, they are all Tom's family. They don't right. want him to die. <laughs> I was saying, they're all worried about him. It's not like they don't like Tom. <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> she just has no self-awareness. Like she, it's just like her crudeness before was like very charming and being like, oh, she just kind of says what's on her mind. She's smart. But then she yeah. just has, it's like, oh, this is what it really is. She yeah. just is clueless. Yeah. And Edmund is like, Oh, he's now convinced that she isn't what he thought she was. No, duh. <laughs> and both he and Sir Thomas have finally stopped being willfully blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Mary still walks out with her head held high, yep. even though there's a lot of grief <laughs> on her face. Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows she'll come out on top in the next situation. She learned her lesson. I mean, she didn't ever really want Edmund either. And if Tom is going to live, right. she definitely doesn't want him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then we go back to Tom and he's now at the Marianne stage of his illness. <laughs> <laughs> the fever has subsided. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like, the, we don't know what's going to happen. We oh, have that to wait part, the yeah. night through. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to wait and see. Yep. But Sir Thomas now realizes that he's failed his children and he regrets it. God, as he should. (laughs) But some birds fly by, so we know it's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it is. Tom recovers. Henry doesn't marry Mariah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) I was like, dummy. And now Mariah has to live in isolation and they send Mrs. Norris to go live with her so that (laughs) So she is so mad and I was like, that's what you get for being rude. (laughs) And uh, I was like, and actually the way that this is like the best, one of my favorite endings of a movie, of a Jane Austen movie, just because it's the closest to a real life Jane Austen book. Like the way she like gives the little quips about what's happening with everybody it's funny it's yeah. quick it like sums everybody up it's exactly the end of a jane austen book and i love it <laughs> yeah like i i loved the the way she talked about the crawford's ending and how they they found partners who were just as modern as they were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like oh 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot of key parties at those houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Edmund finally confesses his love for Fanny, and they have a much less <laughs> yeah. awkward kiss, although it's kind of weird because, like, the way they circle around their heads to each other. Yeah. It's... All the kisses in Jane Austen are weird. <laughs> yes. Really <laughs> no. It is really funny, though, the scene, because he's like, they're just like reading on a bench. And he's like, you know, I should be honest with you. I love you. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and just keep reading. And he's like, no, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying more than what you think. And she was like, yeah. oh, this is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I know, whatever. <laughs> she was just content to be like well as long as you don't marry anyone else <laughs> right <laughs> and lady bertram seems to sober up some yep susan is now living at the park julia is getting love notes from yates which in the book she elopes with gates so and that's all part of the whole oh. mariah thing it's like scandal scandal i mean her scandal is way less scandalous than mariah's but like still, yeah. she elopes <laughs> with right gates. And he's Although much this, older than her, right? I don't think so. Oh, I think okay. he's like Henry or Tom, Henry's age, you know. Oh, okay. See, he I just mean, appears to be a lot older in this version, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Sir Thomas quits the slave trade and moves into tobacco. <laughs> that was, I was so confused by that because they like, they were like, oh, yeah, he left Antigua behind and now is doing tobacco. And I was like, well, slave. I think they wanted to say like, he's gotten better but it's not like he's good <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I think there's still some form of slavery involved in tobacco but <laughs> oh well that's true but but maybe not expressly like maybe not as cool. violent maybe it's yeah because i don't know if tobacco i think you can grow tobacco in england like i don't think it's like a a tropical kind of thing it didn't oh, seem right, like right 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 so maybe well, it was more it in like tennessee so that seems yeah. very English whenever I'm there. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it seems like maybe it's like insinuating like uh, he's left the colonies behind. He's home because that's where I his mean, heart has returned. Yeah, because I'm sure in Antigua it was sugar. Yeah. But also it could have just been the slave trade itself, you know, because like, yeah. who knows? Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's not actually, you know, we don't know from the book. This yeah, it's not. Speculating ex- anyway. He's yeah. not, he doesn't do that in the book because we never expressly say he's in the slave. In the, right, but, but it's in, it's basically in like, yeah, I was like, uh, it's yeah, not exactly. express, explicitly, but what, <laughs> what else is he doing? <laughs> but it's interesting that he goes into tobacco, which, you know, I'm sure at the time kind of seemed innocuous, but we know it's like a very extremely addictive and don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll was take like, you 20 years to quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like such a, like, oh, maybe don't get uh, your wife involved because <laughs> she seems to have an addiction <laughs> problem. <laughs> True. Uh, but we do see that work is being done on the ruins, which feels very symbolic. Like yes. we're finally fixing up our, uh, the structural cold, the root, problems. Yes, <laughs> we're going to the source. <laughs> and we see that Fanny has written a novel and Edmund is helping her title it. <laughs> <laughs> With the world's longest title. And they say like, the publisher is going to publish it for us, but at our expense and we get whole 10% of the profits. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that is what Jade Austen got for her first book. Like, oh, I'm sure you have to pay for the publishing and you only get 10% of the profits. <laughs> but sure, we'll publish it. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's a, 
a woman making a living. Like yeah. that's very, uh, very novel for that time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. I love this movie. I, after talking <laughs> through it, I was like, okay, wait, everything I said at the beginning about what I was like, a little apprehensive about I um, taking away because I really liked it. <laughs> it was really good. It was fun. Yeah. I feel like if you're not like, because I've watched it so many times and I've watched it with the commentary and I just mm-hmm. know like all the background, it's so like easy to like understand what all the choice, why all the choices that were right. made were being made. But uh, it's... honestly, I think it, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, I think it works really well as a movie, even not as a Jane Austen adaptation, just like mm-hmm. as a fun, sexy period piece, you know. Oh, yeah. It makes Mansfield Park so much more exciting than most people give it credit for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, sex and near-death experiences and <laughs> drugs and <laughs> all sorts of stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it makes me excited to read the book because I'm like, you know, I want to go to the, the source material and be like, who are these people really? Um, especially because we're getting closer and closer to the source material, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. There's only the one adaptation, and it's pretty close to the source material. It's probably the closest. Yeah, and it's kind of like in the vein of like that Sense of Sensibility we watched mm-hmm. Northanger Abbey to a certain extent, but you know, one of the 80s yes. adaptations. But it's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably no one else's favorite adaptation of Jane Austen. <laughs> hey, I, if it really speaks to you, I say go for it. <laughs> but I am so excited for whenever we finally read the book. Although I do think we should do Pride and Prejudice first. Yeah, I agree. Book-wise. We should, I think we should just really, you know, spread out the Mansfield Park. We don't want to knock it out all at once. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like Northanger Abbey. We only have one more adaptation, and that's it. So I'm no. just like holding on to it. It's actually one of the best adaptations, I think, of a Jane Austen book. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. we'll get to we, it someday. <laughs> yes. And we'll just keep calling for more adaptations, please. More, more, more. I need another Northanger Abbey. We need some more Northanger Abbey, please. and we need some more Mansfield Park. <laughs> yes. Especially these modern ones. Like, I would be really interested to see a more mm-hmm. like a like how the new ones are being done they're just so different yeah they're fun yeah both of those would be great those are probably my two favorites since we read northanger abbey it's definitely moved like way up, way up to the, list. the top <laughs> it's such a fun one i gave it to my sister i was like you're uh, you know you're in your mid to late teens i think this will be a good book to read for you mm, has she tried it do you know um i don't think yet but you know she's in school so i was like yeah Wait till summer. <laughs> Maybe she'll be required to read a Jane Austen novel and she can That's be like, true. Oh, she gave me one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. So we have sorted in the past, I believe, Mariah and uh, Mary. Okay. From the last adaptation. So who do you want to sort from this one? Hmm. Probably we don't, probably shouldn't do one of the main main characters because. No. Although they are very different. Well, Fanny is very, not very, but whatever. Because <laughs> I, I, I was thinking like when we get to the book, we should do Fanny and Edmund. Yeah. And probably That's Henry. Like, and Henry. <laughs> yeah. So I would say maybe for this one, we could do Sir Thomas. Ooh. And should we do 
We could do Julia. We could just do one. Okay. Which I'm going to say we could do a Sir Thomas and, uh, is it Tom? <laughs> is it Junior? Oh, Tom. <laughs> we could do Tom. Actually, this is a great one to do Tom because this is probably the most interestingly fleshed out we ever get of his character. Okay. Yeah, let's so do that. So let's do this version of Tom. Okay. Hmm. Let's put on my astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, like, he's rebellious. He's the creative. He's... I want to say just right off the dome, Sagittarius, because he's got like, like this sense of moral belief mm-hmm. and, you know, it really weighs on him. And I feel like Sagittarius is really famous for strong beliefs. Yes. And also he seems to be like a doer and, you know, that's a fire sign. So it's got a lot of movement to it. Yeah. And... He's got a lot of passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe like a Pisces moon because of the whole <laughs> drinking himself to death thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some other uh, astrology powers at play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, awesome. there are definitely other options, but that was just like the first that came to my mind. I like that a lot just because I think of like, because he does seem very fire sign. And I was thinking like, he doesn't really seem like an Aries to me. Yeah. He's not as like headstrong and in that direct sort of way. Yeah. So I really like Sagittarius just because of what we said. <laughs> I believe, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure we did Mariah as an Aries and I can't remember what we did for Mary, hmm. but maybe a Leo. So maybe we've only done one of the sides for Mary's so far. <laughs> well, it's like a lot of the players in this story are so... They're leaders, almost all of them. Like they're all so strong yeah. in their personalities and in their yeah, sort of in the way they do things. Yeah, and probably out of all the characters, those are the most likely to be fire signs. Yes, honestly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so D and D is that the next one? Yes, uh, chaotic neutral good. or good. I could say good. Let's do good. Uh, I feel like aspirationally he's good. I feel like he's just chaotic, but he want he's like. He's yeah good. his At intentions are always really good yeah and he wants to do good things but i think you're right his his chaotic nature really <laughs> takes control of everything <laughs> yeah. yeah and i, like I don't know that we'd good. classify the tom from the book the same way but for this version definitely yeah. i think chaotic good yeah i like that i think it might be our first chaotic good maybe it sounds yeah <laughs> that's like my favorite character line <laughs> <laughs> definitely the most interesting character and i have been watching so much more D since we like before when we first implemented this i had i didn't know anything about D. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but either. i started watching critical role so now like I feel like I might actually have an idea of what all these alignments It's like mean, more of an so. understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and David Lynch. He 100% could fit into any David Lynch. <laughs> uh, I, he is definitely one of these types who is like, I love David Lynch. He's a genius. And I want to be him so bad. <laughs> I feel like Wild at Heart, he loves. Blue Velvet, he loves. Wild I think, Drive, yeah. he loves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Blue Velvet is like his cup of tea. He loves the darkness of it. And yeah. The savior. He wants to be the savior so bad. Yeah. And... He would be a guest on this podcast because he oh, yeah. loves it. <laughs> He's like, I have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I feel like there was one more that we tarot. used to do. <gasps> tarot. Oh that gosh. one's okay. a little more difficult. Hmm. 
Let's see. Maybe like Nine of Fire. Look up Nine of Fire. Let's see what it says. Let's see. Nine of Fire, not Nine of Wands. Oh, Nine of... Nine of Fire symbolizes attainment. Wands is fire. <laughs> oh, same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I do actually really like that. Even in the face of adversity, you stand tall and strong. <laughs> you may be on the edge of exhaustion, but you're resilient. <laughs> and I would say since he almost dies, then that seems to be very applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last stand, persistence, grit, resilience, perseverance, stubbornness, rigidity. I don't feel like that's the best card for him. No. I mean, it does also say an ongoing battle that affects both body and mind. Maybe. Okay, let me think of the swords. Maybe like, it's so hard to reverse engineer tarot. I it's <laughs> card. I can understand its meaning, but like to think of a person. To apply and it. Think of <laughs> the meanings, then find the card. But okay, let's. I think swords actually might be even better, like, because that's all about mental con- conflict. Both mm-hmm. wands and swords have a lot of more, like, conflict cards. What is fear, anxiety, negativity, breaking point, despair, nightmares, isolation, recovery, learning to cope, facing life, finding help, shame, guilt, mental health issues? That could be it. That's nine of swords. I was just about to say. Deep unhappiness, <laughs> doorless mental anguish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that does work for sure. But let me see what... I want to see the odd number swords. <laughs> so like seven and five. I know five of swords is going to be very conflicted. <laughs> oh, seven of swords is more like a sneaky. So that's probably not him. I think nine of swords works pretty well. But I do like just it. check five of swords really quick. Arguments, disputes, aggression, bullying, intimidation, conflict hostility stress i mean that does kind of work yes yeah i I feel like maybe a combination of five and nine of swords definitely in the swords family perhaps definitely yeah there's a lot of uh there's there's battles going on within and externally yeah he might even be the tower card because like it's his his problems that like Mm -hmm. cause all of the crumbling of the the Mansfield Park oh. in a way. Yeah, that's so, true. So like he might be the tower card. Like he's the lightning strike. <laughs> I like that. But if you're talking about his inner conflict, then it, maybe it's like a nine of swords. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> a complex character in this adaptation. <laughs> he definitely is. Definitely. And I really appreciate it. I always mm-hmm. think of him as this one. Like that's the one thing maybe we'll do whenever we're getting close to like getting to the end of all these uh, you know mm-hmm. but i always like to cast in my head like i want the tom from this version, from this version. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pull all like the best representations yeah, exactly. <laughs> mash them together exactly <laughs> we reached the end of another episode yes i was very exciting to do Another Mansfield Park, it's been a while, and kind of kick off the year with a very yeah. good movie adaptation, too. I was about to say, we're kicking off the year with a good start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very exciting. I hope people are as, as excited to go back into Mansfield Park as we were. Yeah, hopefully if you've not really enjoyed this version in the past, maybe we gave you some other things to think about. And yeah. honestly, if you have the ability to watch it with the director commentary, I definitely suggest it because she really is 
does a great commentary and really like talks about mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting stuff, why she made a lot of choices. So definitely recommend that as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely has a lot of information that changed my mind about some things about the movie. Awesome. And next week, we're going to do a fun game series called The Cube Ooh, yes. Rusty Lake. And that's going to be very exciting. I've been wanting to do a game on this podcast for a while, and I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be different. Yeah. So hope you come back next week, and see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk to you Bye. later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com. And if you would like to support the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you prefer. We also have a donate button on our website, mannersandmadness.com. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.